the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Healthcare Now, paid for by Integrated Physician Network. This program is recorded to air at this time. Healthcare premiums through the roof. So much to think about when it comes to healthcare. Who do you talk to? Where do you go next? Well, we've got your answer to navigating the healthcare world. Welcome to Healthcare Now with host Mark Chayat and Larry Jones. And now let's head into the Healthcare Now studios. Welcome to Healthcare Now, and thanks for joining us this Saturday afternoon to discuss healthcare issues that affect you. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones, and Good we're going to talk, Dr. Mark. Yeah, as we always do, about what's going on in the news of healthcare. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff. Now, I know we typically jump right into COVID, and uh, I know people sort of looking for that first update, but we're going to yep. do that. But first, yep. I wanted to talk about something that we don't hear much about, and that is a very important medication mm-hmm. that is actually cheaper not more yes. expensive tell us For about it. breaking news myelin pharmaceuticals have introduced a generic insulin shot yep and they're saying that this could reduce the overall cost of diabetes insulin two-thirds two-thirds and you think about we've talked about this in previous uh this is episodes, huge and we've had two endocrinologists on i wish we had one on today to talk a little I bit do about too. it dr dr roberts yep, we had right on. and you know the amount of money spent per year on insulin is enormous, and to drop that down, and it kind of folds in. Well, do you remember the patient that we had that uh, spent $300 a month just a month. on our yeah. insulin right, meds? Right, right, and that was cash out yeah. of pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Imagine they, dropping that down to 70 or $80. No, it, the big picture on that is and, huge, and, and, for, and for Medicare. And it's Medicare estimated expenditure. that 35% of America has diabetes type 2. No kidding, yeah. Yep. That's yep. a huge, That's huge, a huge, huge improvement. Piece, huge piece. And, you know, we've been talking about pharmaceutical drugs and how to lower the cost. Right. Well, this is a perfect reason. And you had some thoughts on that, Dr. Mark. Yeah, because this is a reason that makes sense. Um, there's competition in the U.S. for all these drug companies. And, mm-hmm. and right now in Congress, there are discussions about trying to figure out a way that yes. they can increase that competition to bring right. drug prices down. Whereas the White House is looking more towards, well, can we buy medications from other countries and bring them in at a lower cost? And, I mean, that doesn't sit as well. Well, my question to you as a physician, do you feel that's safe? Well, I think it depends. It depends. Some of these drugs are produced right here. Right. Some of the drugs are produced in Canada and Great Britain. Right. And then brought in. In the UK. They brought in a one pipeline that Mm -hmm. we're paying the higher amounts for where we we can get them at a cheaper price as a direct way. Well, you know, uh, pharmaceuticals have gotten to be. Almost 20% of the yeah. total cost uh, of healthcare. Yeah, no, it's, and it goes up every year. So we're going to have to find a way. And I think, you know, I, I don't really, it doesn't bother me that the White House and Congress are looking at different ways. And then Milan's no. come up with a, a third natural way to kind of do mm-hmm. it, right? So if right. they can come up with a generic product or a product that's just cheaper. Because we talked about these monoclonal antibodies, the, the Aldehelm. Right. Um, if another company comes up with the same idea... And can do it at a lower price. Well, I mean, we've got to win, right? Exactly. 
Well, let's jump back into uh, talking a little bit about the COVID-19 situation and everything in the news is Delta virus related, right? It is. I mean, I think the 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 message out there, uh, let me start by saying there are lots of, lots of ways to get messages out. Right. And what we've seen in this ent- entire pandemic is people grabbing on to a fact yep. that might fit with what their emotions are about exactly. doing things. And the national and local media being completely right. obsessed over COVID. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. So, I mean, we have to see a way to temper that information. Make sure you're checking right. more than one source. And we absolutely check more than one source. Right. I'm not saying that we're going mm-hmm. to be 100%, but we really right. do try. And yeah. we want to give a few things that are out there, some, some things that are misleading. Right. Well, before you get into the death rate and infection rate and all the things that are going on here locally, let me just state. Four things that we know. Okay. Vaccinated people are not nearly are nearly guaranteed not to be hospitalized or die by COVID. Right. And we that's seen, number one. Yep. We've seen locally, yep. you know, initially it was it was literally saying that no one was right. vac- was vaccinated, but right. now we're looking at about a ninety five percent rate of right. hospitalizations in non vaccinated folks. And exactly. I'm, I'm gonna point out mm-hmm. one thing. Nobody says I was vaccinated. And, and and I'm sorry, no one says they weren't vaccinated mm-hmm. when they were, but That's there right. are people that will admit later that they said they were vaccinated because yes. they felt pressures. You and, know and that's so going that 95% on. 95% yep. yep. can, yep. can be skewed in one way or another, but yep. I, I interrupted you. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no. The second one is among children under 12 who remain ineligible for the vaccine. Serious forms of COVID are extremely rare. Children face bigger risks when they ride in a car, Dr. Mark. Yeah, that is definitely a lower risk. And yeah. then the the question really becomes is do they they carry the virus and they're going to bring it home right. to folks who aren't vaccinated right. that are at a greater risk? And those two facts, the Delta variant, which is four to five times more infectious, does not change those two facts that I that we talked about earlier. Right. No, that is correct. That's that important. Correct. And yeah. millions of unvaccinated American adults are vulnerable to hospitalization, and possibly even death. Oh, no and question. right now, there's 90 million people in America that have not been vaccinated. That are eligible. Over age yeah. 12. Yeah, over age 12. Right, that's right. And and I bring up that over age 12 mm-hmm. part because we talked a lot about herd immunity last week. And herd immunity is looking at the entire population. So we are at a vaccination rate. We just hit uh, President Biden's goal of 70%. last month at 70%. Yep. Of the eligible folks, right? right? But right. that is not the same thing as the 70% herd immunity that was discussed That's right. earlier. That's right. And last week we mentioned that it's no longer a 70% number anyway. We're looking it's at 85 80 to 90. Yeah. 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 So, and that's 80 to 90% of the entire population. Uh, and you can get that immunity either by mm-hmm. vaccination or by getting right. ill. And I think the current thought is those younger folks that have such a low mm-hmm. risk of of being seriously ill right. might get exposed to this and then you know they're so let's they're talk about that it. just mm-hmm. a minute mark uh, dr mark going back to school in about uh seven Couple days, days. Yeah. seven yeah. days i think uh actually a week from today both orange seminole and osceola schools right. start right 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 well actually we'll be yeah we're, so today's saturday so they're starting oh Wednesday, yeah that's Thursday, right. friday yeah, yeah. next yeah. tuesday yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. public schools tuesday yeah. private schools thursday thursday yeah and then mm-hmm. um, nationwide i'm sure there's some variation on that of course so in florida governor DeSantis signed an order prohibiting mass mandates yep yeah. 
Yep, Let's talk good, about that for a minute. What's your thoughts? Well, I mean, he's taken a really strong stance on this, and I think you know we've talked about this being a politically motivated virus all the yep. way along. And no the I think a few things we're going to see. We're going to continue the idea that the groups that were anti-mask are going to continue to be anti-mask. Yes. Now, the science of it is the masks help. Of they course. They just do. Yep. Do, are they 100%? Of course they're not. Yep. Because half the time you walk into a place that has a mask mandate and somebody's got the mask down and their nose is poked out there, so they're well, not would, protected wouldn't anyway. Wouldn't you say, though, that the mask mandate should apply to unvaccinated people? I mean, that would be one area to play it out. Yeah. But, but to be fair, again, how do you know who's vaccinated? They're not you know, wearing a red cap that I was vaccinated. Exactly. Exactly. So I think it makes it more difficult when we add something. It's 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 got to be an all or none phenomenon. And same way you, know, you walk into businesses all over the country, uh, lots of businesses still well, say their employees Disney's have to gone wear. back to masks. Yeah, they got yep. back, to masks back to masks if you're indoors. Yep. Um, and so that that's a big or thing on the transportation. Yep. Yep. So so yep. I guess there you can only wear masks outdoors. So the, give us an update on what Advent has just done, Doctor Mark. So Advent Health, which is the largest health system here in Central Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, they, they have a, a coding system for the severity of the situation, mm-hmm. uh, and and based on what level they are, um, changes things. So we were at green when everything was gold and good. Right. Uh, then we went to yellow pretty quickly, to red, and then within a few days to black. Just and last week, just right? Last or was week, it Monday? It was, it was uh, in the evening, uh, Monday night, I believe they Monday, announced it. Monday, this yesterday. And, uh, or, or no, and a couple of days ago. A couple ago. days, yeah, yeah, last week. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so then we've got changes which went back to no more purely elective cases mm-hmm. um and so if you had a patient that was going to come surgery in you would have had to yeah i should yeah, say that yeah, 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 yeah surgery yeah. cases mm-hmm. and so a surgeon that's all i care about i guess of yeah. course so i did i canceled i had to cancel cases this week wow um, orlando health has not gone that route in the pediatric side mm-hmm. specifically and i would i'll have to give them a call and see what's going on on yeah. the adult side i also saw that black status uh-huh. that if you're a COVID patient, you can have no visitors in the hospital. They did change that. They yeah. did change that. And so now they, are, they also changed if you're a non-COVID patient, you can only have one visitor yeah, they, at a time. They changed that today. Yeah, actually. that's just yeah. today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or I guess I guess yesterday. So yeah. 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 So yeah. they they did uh, they did loosen that up. We've mm-hmm. gotten updates pretty much every day on the visitation policies. Um, the COVID positive patients they wanted to try to do you know video visitation only. Um, then we have got the uh, other piece. But yeah, you know, where we where we kind of change things around. Yeah. Um, we also talked about information on the Delta virus clearly more more uh, contagious. Yeah. But Explain the question was that RO again, Doctor Mark, because some of our listeners last week uh, may not be on okay. here today. So. Well, so the the it's called the R not N A N A U G H T and or the R zero reproduction number. Basically. Right. So yeah. what it's saying is if someone has the virus, a virus, any virus. Mm-hmm. How many people are they likely to infect? So it's it's a statistical analysis, and it sets up into a mathematical equation that will calculate how many people need to be immune to this, be it through getting a vaccine or be getting sick, mm-hmm. in order to get herd immunity. And so the R value, the R not value for the alpha variety, the original, the original virus. was about a two, two okay. to two point six, right. Whereas this delta is about a nine, wow. and it's four it's, to five times and, greater, and it's a logarithmic scale, right? Yep. So it's not mm-hmm. just times greater; right. it's a it, it's logs uh, logarithmic right. uh, magnitude of increased 
uh, susceptibility to spreading this thing around, which means our herd immunity is elevated. So well, that if that didn't put listeners to sleep, I don't know. I'm not going to do any well, more math all but, day long. But, you know, as a layperson and not a physician, if you're telling me that on the original COVID, I could infect two to three people, but on right. the... Uh, Delta variant. If I uh, got it, I, I could infect nine, nine or more. Yeah. Then I can understand that very clearly. Yeah. No, it is. It is. So it's, the it's question is, as we come back from the break, is how do we get these other ninety million people vaccinated, Doctor Mark? Good question. Talk to you in a minute. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. Mark Chayot, MD practicing pediatric surgeon since 1997, working with Central Florida's premier hospital systems and outpatient surgery centers, providing unparalleled patient care and leveraging the latest in medical, technology, and education, accepting all major insurance. 407-228-4774 or visit orlandopediatricsurgery.com. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Thyroid nodules or masses within the thyroid are three times more common in women than men. Most thyroid nodules are benign, but a small percentage are cancerous. The only option for cancerous nodules is surgery. Some benign nodules grow and cause compressive symptoms or become cosmetically unappealing. Historically, surgery was the only option for these nodules as well, possibly leaving a scar requiring lifelong thyroid hormone replacement. Radiofrequency ablation, or RFA, now provides a non-surgical option. RFA is done in the office. It is safe and effective. No hospitalization or general anesthesia is required. RFA targets the thyroid nodule directly to decrease its size. More importantly, it leaves the balance of thyroid hormone alone and thyroid hormone production intact. Angela DiMazzadio with the Metabolic Center for Wellness is the only practitioner in Central Florida offering RFA for thyroid nodules. Call 407-542-0661 or visit metaboliccenterforwellness.com and schedule your consultation today. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Mark Chayot, MD, practicing pediatric surgeon since 1997, working with Central Florida's premier hospital systems and outpatient surgery centers, providing unparalleled patient care and leveraging the latest in medical, technology, and education, accepting all major insurance. 407-228-4774 or visit orlandopediatricsurgery.com The Integrated Independent Physicians Network preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015 Join the movement with us ipnetworkflorida.com Welcome to Healthcare Now Welcome back to Healthcare Now, and I'm here with Larry Jones, and we're mm-hmm. still we're still talking coronavirus. Uh, we may 
be talking about this for a while. Do you think we'll ever stop talking about we this? We will. We will. I have to believe <laughs> I sure that we hope will. So. You know, one way or another. You know, instead of counting sheep in my sleep, I count coronavirus cases <laughs> Exactly. Now. I think a lot of people feel that way. You know, we're going to talk either this week or next week about stress, and I think right. that's going to play right into this, right? Yep. yep. Well, when we, uh, when we peeled off the last segment, we mm-hmm. talked about how are we going to get more people vaccinated, because right. to get to that herd immunity, we still got a long way to go, right? So there's the, the number of vaccinations that have occurred in the last week and a half have been way more than we've been seeing in the Back last several months. Back to the numbers that we were during the, uh, yeah. the height of this thing. Yeah, not quite. We haven't yeah. quite got to that three and a half million yeah. peak. But three we, million. Yeah, yeah, we got three million. Yeah. We're getting yeah. awfully close. And it does tell me that it, people are listening. Yep. Right. Um, I think the idea that the Delta variant accounts for so many hospitalizations has got people's attention, yep. which is great. Yep. And, you know, that's that's really the main piece. Well, I did see that mm-hmm. that five states account for 50 yep. percent of the hospitalizations. Exactly. In new ca- I think it's the new cases, actually. New so, cases. Same, same, same. So so part of that is the three biggest States in the country, California, Texas, and Florida. Yep, and then yep. kick in Louisiana, which has an incredible. Louisiana crazy, seems yeah, to be rep. having yeah. a real problem. Yep. So, but it's a low vaccination area in the neighborhood of about forty-one percent. Right. Well, and in fact, I believe they're the lowest in the country, and they have yeah. the highest yeah. new case count. Yeah. The new case I think numbers Florida are Florida is in the sixties. It is overall, but, but I think you know the, they have new case counts and they have positivity rates, and the positivity rate I'd like them to quit talking about. Because there's exactly. there's a thing called selection bias. Exactly. So yeah. people aren't getting the tested people that today are unless getting they tested feel sick. today have symptoms. Right. Right. So it, the positivity rate's going to be right. much greater. So if we were just right. testing a random thousand people, then that'd be a number I could follow. Mm-hmm. But the number of new cases is, is important. Yep. But most important is the number of hospitalizations and ICUs. Yep. yep. And we haven't heard. We you know there's been some discussion as whether the Delta variant is more or less deadly. Right. And the, really, the jury's still out. It doesn't make sense that it would be any different. There haven't been the reports of as many deaths, but we're not into this very far, right? right? We just saw this big jump of hospitalizations. We know it's more infectious. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's, more, it's yeah. more infectious. Yeah. So the people are coming to the hospital. Um, you know, I'd like to feel as though that we're better prepared to take care of these folks. And that, you know, even the smaller hospitals have systems in place that they learned about in the yeah. last year. So right. I don't know that the variant is going to be the big deal. Uh, I'm hoping that, that we can right. intervene. But still, back to the most important thing. Right. Which you know, is ICU vents and deaths. Yep. yep. And, and again, the latest numbers that we've seen on deaths, that it increased to 300 a day, about a 25% jump from right. where it was uh, a month ago. And and I would still say, you know, there's going to be a lag time before we know where that settles in, you know, because I think in the beginning, when we started to see deaths, we were still at the stage where we weren't sure what was going on yeah. um, go, going way back. So so plotting the, the hospital admissions uh, seems to be a really important thing to, to follow up on. Right. We haven't had the big panic about PPE. That's true. And I and think we haven't been that panic about ventilators, ventilators, no, vents correct, either. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So and not only that, I don't think in Florida, uh, you know, I'd heard that Advent had about 100 patients in ICU on COVID. That's hardly filling our ICU beds. Right. Right. 
No, and, and it's not. Yeah, yeah, that that actually that's an elevated yeah. number from what they're what they're reporting for sure. Yeah. I mean, they have they have about a thousand. They've broken a thousand inpatients. Yep. Yep. Uh, but uh, which but yeah. the high back in January with yeah. Advent was like eight hundred and fifty. Yep. No, we're back so to those it early is numbers. High. Oh, it's oh no yeah. question. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's why we're seeing. Not I think that's clearly why we're seeing a bump in in people getting shots. Mm-hmm. Um, I've certainly had an increase in phone calls. Yeah, um, I was you know, wondering, people, Dr. Marker, yeah. have you seen any kids with this that you're treating these days? No, no. The I mean, I've seen kids that, that were positive with very minimal symptoms. Okay. I had I had patients that were set up for elective surgery when we were doing the uh, testing mm-hmm. that they'd come up positive. Uh, some of them, it was very unclear whether it was a true positive test or a false positive. Uh, but uh, I have not uh, had had to treat anybody that was actively right with the virus. You know, while we're talking about kids, let's let's talk about this for a minute and get your medical opinion. You know that doc, uh, that Governor DeSantis has said that masks are voluntary; that families can make up their own minds mm-hmm. on how they want their kids to go back to school; that it can't be mandated. And he felt that people in Florida have enough sense to decide how they want to do it with their own children. Right. We do know that under 12, they're not vaccinated. So what's your thinking, Dr. Mark, as a medical person on this situation? Well, I, I truly believe that it goes back to the, them being included in the herd immunity because they do carry the virus, uh, they can spread the virus, mm-hmm. and they can spread the virus to some unvaccinated adults. But isn't it found that the symptoms and the infection rate uh, does Correlate. it create a lot yeah. of problems for the kids? Well, the the symptoms don't, yeah. except for the kids that get this strange MIS. And, and, that and, may have and, and that, severe Larry, respiratory I mean, there's, there's issues. A, there's yeah. a big unknown here. Mm-hmm. We don't know what the long-term effects of any level of infection are. Right. There are teenagers that had a really mild case mm-hmm. who then showed up two to six weeks later with pericarditis. Okay. Um, and we've got these long haulers. People, most of the long haulers were the folks that did have a pretty significant explain hospitalization. explain that term, Dr. Mark. So a long hauler is somebody who should be done with symptoms, okay. and they feel otherwise pretty good, it but they have a symptom for like, they're, like maybe there's yeah. some pulmonary symptoms, some lung symptoms mm-hmm. that, that goes on and on, and we don't know how long it's, it's going to go. Okay. So this is an unusual virus from that perspective. Mm-hmm. So I'm not ready to say, you know what, let's let all the kids get infected. They don't get sick anyway, because okay. when those kids are not kids anymore, are they going to have long-term effects? We just don't know. Good point. And I mean, yeah. I think that that's yep. not something that that is discussed very much because we just we clearly don't understand sure. exactly what the long term effects of this virus are going to be. OK, so I mean, I've had a lot of folks that you know were exposed, uh, did have covid. Right. And then they're like, well, I don't need to get my vaccine. And I'm not I'm not good with that. I'm not. But good I'm also concerned yep. with them thinking of you know, what, what's going to happen next for them. So so it is there's, there's more to that. Now, as far as the the mask mandate. Mm-hmm. Now, this is politics. It's not medicine. Total politics. And I'm I'm in favor. Just with all this political stuff. I mean, I'm I'm kind of down the middle on a lot of these these issues. Yep. This one. But wouldn't you agree that the comment that Governor DeSantis made about let people make decisions about their own family and their children's? I am I'm hesitant to uh, be disrespectful. Of, of the governor, yeah, uh, no, no, or, or not, of not the governor of, of people, okay. but I think that from a medical perspective, it would be okay if all the people got good information. 
True. But they're not getting good information. So if you're making a decision based on bad information, that doesn't make you, you know, wrong. Or but but you may you make do something that's wrong. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I think with you. I think in the current situation where we're getting more information from social media than we are from from scientists and real media, I think trusting the average citizen to make the right decision is is not great. Now, I also understand the emotional impact of saying big government says you have to do this, right? Right. But that's right. that's politics. That's it is not total medicine. Politics. Right. Yeah. So, so I mean, there are circumstances where government has told us to do certain things. Right. Now, what I would like to see is sort of a compromise. If a smaller body like Broward County comes yep. up and says. Yep. We're, we have a, we have well, a you mandate. Know, they've mandated yeah. masks, they've mandated and now masks. DeSantis is suing them, right. saying you can't do that See, over my executive order. And that's politics. That's total politics. So, so I think it makes more sense for groups to manage themselves here. Mm-hmm. And you would hope that a group like a school board would spend a lot of time trying to figure out what is true and what is false and come up with a decision. The bottom line is keep the kids safe. Right, right. And, and don't, it and don't make it political. That's right. And I have not bought into the thought that these masks are psychologically impactful. Um, I, I get that that could be a circumstance yeah. for some players. Oh, they've, but, they've but got the out majority. there. I want my kids to breathe. You've yeah. seen all yeah, the nonsense sure. going on with yeah. that. And then yeah. that just, you know, fades into technology. I mean, if, do we need yeah. a better mask? I mean, I don't There's. Yeah. You can argue yeah. about this all day, and one thing I do know about us uh, very strong-hearted Americans yeah. is we do like to argue about things all day. Of course. So, so well, you know, the one going. thing, I have an 11-year-old grandson mm-hmm. who has asthma, and his mom feels like these masks hinder him a little bit in breathing. And and I can see that. Well, I mean, if he's actively having issue getting air yeah. into his lungs, yeah. but in but in asthma, your problem is getting air out of your lungs, right? Right. Okay. So I I don't know that I can buy into that. I, I'd have to talk to Doctor Jai, our pulmonology buddy, exactly. and get some. Uh, get Hopefully, some feedback. we're going to have him on before too long. He's just too busy. He's I know. Too busy. I don't know. He where... says two. You know, Tuesdays yeah, and yeah, Saturdays yeah, are not are, good for yeah. him. So we're going to have yeah. to we're going to have to yeah. start going, just going going live to his location. That's right. We've got cool new Maybe headphones we could now. Maybe we can do that next. Technology is going to help us yeah. out for sure. Yeah. But yeah, the mask thing is going to be an argument that we're going to keep yeah. seeing. And I mean. I, they, so they brought it back at Disney. They brought it back at uh, yep. a lot of the gyms. Yep. My gym just brought the mask oh, back. Oh, they did? And, okay. you know, that's an area where you don't have to go to that gym, right? There have so been a few have employers to to that, that have uh, brought it back as well. Well, what, the other thing that employers have brought into the game is mandating vaccines. Exactly. And I was yep. really curious about that because the healthcare systems mandate the flu vaccine, but there's an out. If you don't right. get the flu vaccine, most of them just say you have to wear a mask. Yep. Well, here's the mask. Well, look at everybody's going to wear the mask now. You know, if you if you uh, don't get the vaccine and you go on a cruise, right. you have to pay an extra hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, that what the, they because they're going to test you every day? Ah, that's, that's how, how they works. pulled it off. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha. That's how it works. Well, yeah. and again, uh, our governor took the cruise lines to court. Yep, he and, did. Because you know, yep. so again, I think that's more politics. But than what economics. they're mandating on the cruises, they they are anticipating that ninety five percent of the uh, guests on there are vaccinated and 98% of the crew is vaccinated. Right. Those are the numbers they're looking for when they sail. Now, are the cruise lines mandating vaccines for their employees and that's the number they're reaching or is that just the natural I number they got there? I think that's just the number that they want gotcha. before. I don't know that they've mandated it yet. Yeah, it seems like yeah. that would be 
that but there are protective. other employers that have mandated it. No, there are. There yeah. absolutely are. Yeah. And and I think that uh, Home Depot just came back on board with masks. They um, did. They, um, they Publix. Publix. Just required. Target's it. saying that, that the customers don't have to wear masks, but they would like them to. And they're, exactly. they're having masks available. You know, the bottom line is, and I know we're, we're running out of time here, but get vaccinated that's that's really the that's answer. That's the solution. That's that is the answer. We'll and be the, right their back. Their vaccines are, are available. So we'll be right back. Okay. Mark Chayot, MD, practicing pediatric surgeon since 1997, working with Central Florida's premier hospital systems and outpatient surgery centers, providing unparalleled patient care and leveraging the latest in medical, technology, and education, accepting all major insurance. 407-228-4774 or visit orlandopediatricsurgery.com. Thyroid nodules, or masses within the thyroid, are three times more common in women than men. Most thyroid nodules are benign, but a small percentage are cancerous. The only option for cancerous nodules is surgery. Some benign nodules grow and cause compressive symptoms or become cosmetically unappealing. Historically, surgery was the only option for these nodules as well, possibly leaving a scar requiring lifelong thyroid hormone replacement. Radiofrequency ablation, or RFA, now provides a non-surgical option. RFA is done in the office. It is safe and effective. No hospitalization or general anesthesia is required. RFA targets the thyroid nodule directly to decrease its size. More importantly, it leaves the balance of thyroid hormone alone and thyroid hormone production intact. Angela DiMazzadio with the Metabolic Center for Wellness is the only practitioner in Central Florida offering RFA for thyroid nodules. Call 407-542-0661 or visit metaboliccenterforwellness.com and schedule your consultation today. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Well, we've got your answer to navigating the healthcare world. Welcome to Healthcare Now. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. I hope everybody's having a great Saturday, and we're gonna we're gonna try to move away from talking about COVID nineteen. Yep. But Good I idea. will predict that it may come back, and because it may come you know, back. Our, our uh, chief engineer Gabe keeps on hitting us with questions, and he does. you know, I mean, he it just can't let it go. He's down. the most educated stuff. engineer on planet Earth now. I, exactly. He's <laughs> he just hears this stuff in his sleep. It's kind of painful. We may we may need to put him in the stress episode, right. and and we may have to pay for his therapy. I so. like it. Yep. So. Larry, you and I build physician networks. That's right. kind of how we got together initially. And, right. you know, we've got lots of challenges that occur, lots of great things that happen when you put together a great physician network. Right. Something's going on in the uh, West Coast of the United States that I thought was really interesting. Why don't you fill in? Yeah, all this very first? interesting. You know, when we build our networks, we give the insurance companies a list of all of our physicians that are considered participating physicians in a network. Right. So they're on par physicians. They're on par, meaning in network. In network. For anyone that uses that health plan. Evidently, out in San Diego, the city attorney has filed a lawsuit against two of the largest insurers in California, Kaiser Permanente and Molina. 
meaning Centene, regarding that they misled consumers by providing inaccurate uh, provider directories, calling them ghost networks. Right. So when a, when a person knows that they, they're covered by a certain company, they can go online and they can right. say, well, I need a cardiologist. Right. And it brings up the list of and cardiologists. And they look it up either online right. or in a hard directory. Exactly. Right. So so that's that's what we're talking about. Those are but the, let those me the, tell you the, the numbers. Yep. Evidently, the Kaiser error rate was greater than 35%. And the Molina, which is a Medicaid network, had error rates of up to 80%, Dr. Mark. Now, are these errors in that they have people that actually aren't on the plan? Or is it the other way? Uh it's probably adding physicians that don't have a contract with that network provider. So, so for our listeners, so think about that. Mm-hmm. How, how does that play out? So they see that they see that I'm I'm on the network. It's and, called a surprise bill for out of network after uh-huh, you go see exactly, that provider. Exactly. Yeah. So now, does it come? Does the 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 weight of the yeah. of the problem come down on the physician's office well, or the, the clients? These ghost networks uh, preventing members from seeking care in network, and it violates state law requiring these insurers to update their printed directory at least once a quarter. Yeah, it, it would seem. Yeah, it would seem like that'd yeah. be pretty reasonable. If I yeah. if I thought I was going to see somebody and yeah. I got proof on right. you know page right. five of your website that you should be yeah. If, if it says you're par, but the thing is, in California, they took an extra step. Normally, an insurance company, when you sign a contract to build a network, it says that you're going to be accurate. But the state of California law now prohibits these networks from providing directories that are inaccurate. Nice, nice. I think well, that's a great law. It, it is a great law, yeah, yeah. and I think that, that that can go a long way. And I can tell you, as a provider... Um, I've seen the error in both directions, right? right? Uh, of course m- you most have. most yeah. commonly, um, somebody will come on and not find a doctor on the network that I right. know is on the right. network, right. and so that that really is important. If they're going to make a list, it has to be has accurate, to be. and, and it mean, can't just have a little. How many disclaimer. times have a, a a mom come to you with their child saying, "Oh, the insurance company tells me you're in network and you're not"? Right. I tell you, that's I, the other side I, yeah, of the. That's coin. the other side of that coin, yeah, yeah. and. And I actually, I'm fortunate being such a subspecialty mm-hmm. that I'll see everybody and figure it out with the insurance company, and I'll I'll, I'll eat that loss if they don't pay. But most of the time, they'll come around. Yep. Uh, but that's not the case for primary care physicians and a lot of other more common specialists. So right. it can really be an issue of surprise billing, right? And it's all because right. you're you're not written down the right place. Right. And while we're talking about insurance companies, there's some. Uh, news in the headlines. Anthem mm-hmm. completed its acquisition of Triple M Holdings and its affiliates from a company called InnovaCare Health. And basically what this is going to do is the acquisition adds 275,000 Medicare Advantage members, mm-hmm. 314,000 Medicaid lives, and a network of over 10,000 providers across Puerto Rico to Anthem's roles. And I can tell you, in the past, Blue Cross has been the dominant provider in Puerto Rico right. for years. And as you yeah, know, with like Anthem... No, with no competition. With no competition. But you do know that Anthem bought a number of Blue Cross plans across right. the country. Right. They didn't buy Florida. No, they bought But uh, they own I think like 14 yeah, right. different Blue Cross mm-hmm. plans yep. and I find it interesting that this is going to line Anthem's vision uh down in the Puerto Rican area. Yep. So, yeah, the uh 
I don't, how's that going to affect the cost structure down there? Do you think that that's going to more lock them in? They're still they're still only getting one product, right? Right. I'm not sure it's going to change the landscape of cost much mm-hmm. uh, because I'm not sure it's adding a competitive nature yeah, to this that's thing. That's what I'm wondering. It's if, just sort of, if in fact sort of changing. the Anthem plan is owned, the Blue Cross plan is owned by Anthem down right, there. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. No, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. And then there's another uh, headline in the news that Aetna is now requiring all patients to pre to receive a pre-approval for cataract surgery. And as you know, Dr. Mark, cataract surgery is very common. Extremely. I mean, the dollar Extremely amounts common. locked into that. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw that, and it's very very common in the Medicare area, and I think Florida mm-hmm. uh, Florida physicians are still mm-hmm. like the With largest and a half billers of like Rhode elderly. Island exactly. Medicare. I yeah. mean, because people yeah. travel down yeah. to Florida sure. and have their cataract surgery. And a, even if they're six months, they might get it done right. while they're here. Right, right. Yeah. So that's... Uh, but the issue was not that... You had to get the pre-approval for someone that hasn't applied for it yet. It was the thousands of people, up to 20,000 in this system with Aetna, that were already scheduled that were the docs were required to cancel their surgeries. Oh, really? And that created a big issue with the ophthalmology industry. Yeah. The American Ophthalmology opth- Ophthalmological Society and the American Society of Cataract Surgery became very upset with Aetna over this whole situation. Yeah, I wonder how that's going to pan it. So, yeah, and as a surgeon, a you delay. get it. right. Well, I mean, yeah. then add to that with all the challenges of getting people in. I mean, it's it's so difficult to set up an elective surgery in the best of circumstances exactly. because you've got insurance to deal with. You have your pre-operative management. Yep. yep. And and I was uh, talking to a friend of mine who's going to have a joint replacement. And so he he saw his primary care doctor, who then referred him to an orthopedic doctor, who then right. said he's got to go back to his primary care in order to have the primary care right. order a CAT scan. And so yep. he goes back to his primary care, and they say, well, you're going to be several weeks out before you can see us. He's like, well, I just saw yep. you for the same problem. Exactly. And, and it's not the doc- doctors being lazy. It's the system setting up these checks and balances that that really make it hard for patients to get care. Well, I think what happened was when Aetna changed this policy, they told the ophthalmologist that there would be instant approvals. And then the ophthalmologist, after all these patients' surgeries were canceled, it was taking up to two weeks to get the authorization, which created its, quote, chaos at the doctor office. Oh, for sure. No, people are really upset. I thought that was an interesting... uh, uh, scenario. No, it is, and and maybe we should talk a little bit about pre-approval. So, okay. so when somebody comes in for a medically necessary procedure to be scheduled, certain procedures don't require authorization. Correct. Meaning, I can do certain types of cases without saying to well, Aetna or Blue I mean, Cross Blue Shield. Cataract you surgery it? didn't require. So, cataract surgery yeah, was one yeah. of these groups. So, when that change occurs, mm-hmm. especially if it just occurs in one different carrier right like if it was a right. nationwide yeah, if this all is a big carriers deal. it'd be different but yeah. but here's the real plug and that is at the end of the day even if you get an authorization that doesn't mean that the insurance company is committed to pay that's right and there's another there's surprise always billing a disclaimer piece. yes yeah so so from a physician management standpoint a lot of physicians are like well why are we even doing this if it doesn't count so I think on the other side, 
if something is authorized, that should be a guarantee of payment, and it, and it is absolutely not. And my right. patients don't, they don't see well, that, let, right? Let's look at this particular situation in a different way. If you need cataract surgery in mm-hmm. the past, you go to your ophthalmologist and you schedule it and you have it done. Right. Particularly if you're a Medicare patient. Right. Now, Aetna's saying not only on our commercial line, but on our Medicare line, we're requiring pre-auth. Yep. Yep. Everybody. So is that not just adding administrative burden to the system, Dr. Mark? It is, and they're doing it mostly because they want to make sure that these people really need it's surgery. It's a cost-control situation. Well, right. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah. I mean, that's what they're saying. If they don't believe that their physicians are capable of making the judgment this patient needs something, then the problem isn't pre-authorization. That's right. And so that, I mean, I think that's why we sort of take this personally. Yeah, it's milk in the system yep. at that point. Yep. yep. And then, yep. and then, well, it's just slowing things down. I mean, yep. it's like yep. every time they're going to, they're going to lose a few patients that were on the, on the borderline yep. as it was. And, and, yep. and then, and then Aetna's going to save some money. So and that, in that's reality, as far as the Medicare side and Aetna promotes their Medicare Advantage plan, this could cost them members down the road. Sure. It's my opinion. They have choices. Yeah. Yeah. And as a yeah. five star, no, no, it is not. No, yeah, no. no. See, throw, throw that out before, there. The, we, see, I just threw out a term okay, that we haven't yeah, talked about yeah. before. Five star means that if you're a five star Medicare Advantage plan, that you can promote and enroll patients all year long. You don't have to just do it in the open enrollment period, and which what are, is normally October one to December fifteenth. Now, is that a national? decree for the plan or yeah. is it okay yes yeah. so. if if you're five star like in florida cigna and care plus are five star plans right now for medicare gotcha and that means they can enroll all year long in fact a straight medicare life could move into a, a cigna or a care plus at any point in time and so that's in florida so that's in, so, but yeah. so it's but probably that's nationally it, too yeah. yeah but what i mean not the same plan though like no, like right no. yeah. now what about blue cross blue shield they are not a five-star plan that I'm aware of. And I think they're four. Be. Yeah. Uh, Health First might be. I'm not yep. sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. they may be getting big enough. And, and what that is, that's a, called a STARS rating, uh-huh. and it's all based on quality and efficiency. And you, there are a, many different care gap, you know how we close right. care sure. gaps, sure. and quality metrics that you have to obtain to get to that five-star level. It's actually very difficult. So it's kind of like plan. a center of excellence it is. In, in a way. It's, it, it's, it is. It's, it's a stamp of approval for those particular... There aren't that many five-star plans gotcha. out there on a regular annual basis, and it Great. can change every year. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that's the way it works. All right. Well, it's about time for us to take a break, and we'll come back and talk about a few uh, new topics. We'll move away from the five-stars and go to no-stars. Absolutely. Thyroid nodules, or masses within the thyroid, are three times more common in women than men. Most thyroid nodules are benign, but a small percentage are cancerous. The only option for cancerous nodules is surgery. Some benign nodules grow and cause compressive symptoms or become cosmetically unappealing. Historically, surgery was the only option for these nodules as well, possibly leaving a scar requiring lifelong thyroid hormone replacement. Radiofrequency ablation, or RFA, now provides a non-surgical option. RFA is done in the office. It is safe and effective. No hospitalization or general anesthesia is required. RFA targets the thyroid nodule directly to decrease its size. More importantly, it leaves the balance of thyroid hormone alone and thyroid hormone production intact. 
Angela DiMazzadio with the Metabolic Center for Wellness is the only practitioner in Central Florida offering RFA for thyroid nodules. Call 407-542-0661 or visit metaboliccenterforwellness.com and schedule your consultation today. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Mark Chayot, MD, practicing pediatric surgeon since 1997, working with Central Florida's premier hospital systems and outpatient surgery centers, providing unparalleled patient care and leveraging the latest in medical, technology, and education, accepting all major insurance. 407-228-4774 or visit orlandopediatricsurgery.com. Welcome to Healthcare Now. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones. Mm-hmm. We've got a few more minutes that we can share with our right. audience. You know, Larry, uh, lots of uh, discussions that we've had both regarding COVID yep. and increase in uh, mental health visits, right. Right. opening up discussions that are yep. very, very important. <clears throat> and then with the Olympics, talking about these athletes that are under tremendous levels of the stress and, issue. and well yep. and and she's that's tip of the iceberg i mean it's tip really really when you talk about the, these these top level athletes that have such great expectations yep. Yep. so we're talking about mental health and stress right? and so yeah, i was going to yep. say so yep. what is yep. Wh- what yep. is stress yeah you know uh probably every american at any age even children deal with stress sure uh, stress is a normal reaction the body has when changes occur, resulting in physical, emotional, and even intellectual issues. Stress management training can be done if you look into it and deal with it right. appropriately. And I mean, I think the most important yep. piece is in in vast population, the term like I'm stressed out yep. is a, a sign of weakness. It's yep. it's all in your head. Yep. It's not real. And what we know for a fact mm-hmm. is it is real. It, it is, is very physiologic. Yep. We can see issues that cause it, and we can see results from it. Right. Well, let me get to the uh, – I came up with a, five questions uh, regarding stress for everyone in America and our listeners. You know, And then we can talk about some of the byproducts of it. But is stress a byproduct of your actions in your life? That's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, is stress a result in your life of someone else's actions? Okay. That's number two. Is your stress related to outside influences not under your control? Mm -hmm. I think as a individual under stress, you need to identify where that stress is coming from. Sure, sure. And then the fourth one, do you believe stress is genetic or hereditary or uh, self-imposed? Right. And, and you could talk about that. And then let me just get to the last one. And the last question is, what is the one thing you could do as an individual to alleviate your stress, Dr. Mark? Right. So right. you want to address some of that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think the answers to all those questions mm-hmm. are yes and no. Right. 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 Um, I mean, there's very seldom is there going to be one thing that is causing your entire stress. If I fix this right. one thing, then my stress goes away. Right. But I think your point of identifying 
what your stressors are. Where it's coming from. It's, uh, it's the beginning. Yeah. yeah, that's the beginning. And then worrying about whether, you know, stress is, is it, is it, it's part of my health. Right. Right. It is totally part so, of your health. So and whether, let's dissect that for a yeah, second, Dr. Right. Mark. As an, as a 40 uh, year old male, let's say. Okay. What are you concerned about? You're concerned about making a living. Right. Finance. You're probably concerned about your family's Absolutely. health. Absolutely. Right. And your family's well being. Mm-hmm. You're concerned about your home. Right. You're concerned about the cars you drive. Mm-hmm. And you're concerned about their kids getting a good education. Right. So basically, so everything how does affects that all your day. Fit? Right. Yeah. How does so, that all fit? And yeah. well, I think the stress part is there's always going to be a baseline. And the question becomes, how much time do I spend worrying about those things? Right. Just a, a stationary, frozen, I'm, I'm thinking about this and I'm worried about this, as yeah. opposed to dissecting right. and saying, you know what? So, yeah, you know, I could get a, I could get a nicer right. car. But well, my the way I was good, thinking you know? about this, those things that we just talked about, are those facts of life or are those stress factors? Yes, they are stri- facts of life. They and those are. are stress they factors. are. That's right. That's and, right. And I yeah. think it becomes very difficult to be objective about this. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it's so important. The messaging that we've gotten from from the stuff right. we talked about when right. we opened was that we need to address stress and mental health, just like we would address high blood pressure right. and and yeah. uh, diabetes. Stress and we need some to have people, people talk could to you be about a it. disease. It is. I it mean, is it, a you disease, can, right? I mean, well, yeah. it's a condition. It's, it's a, a condition. condition. Yeah. Okay. And, I'm, I'm, and right. depending on it, if the stress changes the way that you proceed in your day to day life, how you how you live in an hour to hour, minute to minute, then it's it's a, yeah. something that needs yeah. to be addressed. Everybody's going to feel like some people say, well, stress is just motivation. Well, it's different. That, that's that's a different. Everybody level. handles it right. differently. And right. and when it starts to change what you're able to do. I mean, that's when you really need somebody else to sort of help you look at this. Right. Now, can you take care of minor stresses by yourself with meditation, with rest, with, you know, maximizing your meditation is actually one of the suggestions. Yep. So you can you can do that and should do that. But at the same time, always feel as though there is another out and that another out is is seeking somebody to talk to. Well, let's talk about stress for a minute. It can lead to emotional and mental symptoms like anxiety irritability, depression, panic attacks. And then from a physical standpoint, it can actually create chest pain, Mm -hmm. heart racing, and even uh, stomach and digestive systems uh, problems. Mm -hmm. And even weaken your immune system. I mean, stress is a real issue. No, there's no, yeah, there's no question people that are under stress. And they've done lots of studies on, you can pick uh, first responders, you can pick, people that are uh, deployed in the military, you can pick uh, CEOs of big companies, you know, areas, all these different types of stress they're exposed to, and then correlate that to an increased risk in heart disease, hypertension. And so it goes on and on. The question is, when do you need to get involved with addressing these things to avoid, well, just with with your doctor. I mean, mean, just talk to your primary care physician about, you know, I'm, I'm just feeling when I get up in the morning that that I've got too much going on and I can't stay focused. Right. Um, and when it's when it really these feelings are getting in the way of you being able to carry out your your daily activities, right. you're it's not too late. Right. It's the time. It's right. the time well, to reach you know, out. It talks about how is stress diagnosed. Well, mm-hmm. stress is subjective. It's not quantitatively measurable. 
No, anxiety. So when when it goes to that next level, yep. we I, I would I would go out there to say that we all have stress, and we've had we've had professionals on yep. that we've interviewed here on the show. Sure. We've talked about the stress is right. a, a fact of life, but when it starts to interfere with life, becomes harmful then, to your then, health. Yeah, then then yep. we're looking yep. at something yep. more significant, like you know actual anxieties. And either mental and physical right, changes right. in in, in yeah. what it can affect. Well, you know, next week we've got Dr. Pradip Gymnatis, mm-hmm. an interventional cardiologist, going to be on the show for a couple segments, and it's going to be real interesting. We'll we'll actually address this with him as well he is. as to how stress affects the heart. Right, and I visited with him uh, last uh, week before last, uh-huh. and and he is absolutely uh, truly a, uh, a an amazing amazing person he's got some really great uh recorded videos that we'll talk about uh, next week but he's so much more than a cardiologist um yep. he's he's truly interested in his patients overall yep. wellness he's been around a long time yep and he's got yep. he's got ideas about about stress relief uh through many many different methods um he talks about diet control he talks about meditation he talks about the whole anti-inflammatory environment of our body so i think it's going to i mean we're going to talk to him for about half the show and it's not going to be enough because yep. uh, yep. he's, no, he's be full enough. of great great information but, but you know the one thing when you talk about stress are americans just not able to say no anymore dr mark I think Let's there's there's, about that. Yeah, there's there are groups of us that are really bad at identifying limitations, yep, absolutely. and and I think again, <clears throat> looking at these these unbelievable athletes and the challenges that they put their bodies through, uh, this Olympics was yep. you know crazy, adding an entire crazy. another year of training. Yep. And so yeah, I think that 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 becomes uh, in in a country where COVID was rampant. Right. Right. In, in no, Japan. To- totally. Totally. Yeah. 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 No, that's definitely yeah. definitely a difficult situation. In fact. Uh, Caleb Dressel has been on the TV who yep. won five swimming gold medals this past week. And he was on one morning on, on Good Morning America. And they talked to him about what was the conditions of living in the Olympic Village. Right. And he said it was very difficult. Yep. Strict. Very. Yep. 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 No, I mean that was a, that was a whole new level. Uh, there was there was definitely a lot of stress in the in the Olympics this year, just like there is every year. But maybe it was yep. at a, at a different level, right? And and some of the things that uh, when I talk to some people about this, one of the one of the situations they mentioned is not only understanding when to say no and not let let all the activities overpower you, but staying connected to people who keep you calm, yep. make you happy, provide emotional support, things like that. Yeah, I think I think it's the conversation. Yeah, that, it is. Uh, you just have to start the conversation, yeah. and if you've got the right people around you, you'll go a long way. Well, you just mentioned earlier, Doctor Mark. When should I talk to my doctor about stress? I mean, I you think, mentioned that just yeah, a minute ago. I think yeah. that should be in your annual visit one of the things that you address, just like you would address what yeah. medications you're on, what what your diet's like, have you gained weight? I think you should exactly. talk about your stress level. Okay. And Americans, yeah. and probably people everywhere. Mm-hmm. Are we don't have a scale that says you know well you know Larry what's your stress level today yeah. one to five how you know, would we I know? we have we have no idea <laughs> exactly and, and 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 your five could be somebody else's two and it doesn't matter it's it's too subjective so I think it the only way to make this work mm-hmm. and to have stress management 
is to have it become of the initial part of a conversation of your well-being. I like that. And, you know, Similar if we, if we wait for Similar to social determinants of health. Sure. Should be built into it that. It should be built in. Yeah. So, so yeah. many of the things that we allow to get to that next level when they're going to do damage, sometimes permanent damage, we've we skipped that first conversation, that first intervention, and that's mm-hmm. what we need to do with right. with our mental health right. as, as as humans on this planet. Sure. You know, be be kind. Yep. And and talk about these we things. We certainly with people need more that are, of that in this country, Doctor Mark, or all over the world. All over the world. Yeah. Yep. But Ka- you know, there is a, a note. Long way. There's a note from one of our leading uh, providers in America, the Cleveland Clinic, mm-hmm. and the comment was, "It's natural and normal to be stressed, but long-term stress can cause physical symptoms, emotional, and unhealthy behavior. Try relieving and managing stress using." Simple strategies, but if you feel overwhelmed, talk to your doctor. Yep, I think that uh, that kind of sums it up. It does. And I just say to our listeners that you're absolutely not alone in this stressful situation that we're living through. Great point. Um, and this is uh, certainly a great time to reach out and just have a conversation about what the stressors are in your life. A lot of them are obvious. Yep. Uh, some of them might be completely oblivious to you until you open up right, and talk about right. it. Well, we're running out of time, Dr. Mark, but next week we've got Dr. Product Genatus on the show to talk about all things cardiology. Yep, I think we're going to talk about a whole lot more. (laughs) Exactly. All right, Larry, you have a great week. You too. See you next week. You feel better now? We hope you do. Join us again next week for Healthcare Now. For a podcast of this program, go to TheAnswerOrlando.com.